Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Do you and your company have a strategic plan? If you're like most companies, you probably don't. And today we're going to help shift your model from a reactive to a proactive hiring model and change your world. Today's quote, everyone chooses how to approach life. If you're proactive, you focus on preparing. And if you're reactive, you end up focusing on repairing. Any idea who said that, Miss Sherry Benjamins? Mm, have no idea. <laughs> John Maxwell. <sighs> Love him. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide proven technical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. We share insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts like our guest today, Sherry Benjamins. Sherry is the president of S. Benjamins & Company. She's a proven leader in business management, HR, consulting services, and helping companies solve their talent challenges. Her expertise is helping clients shift from the old model of reacting to talent needs to starting a new conversation of what is forward-thinking and focused on adding value to their business, which makes Sherry the perfect expert for today's show. Sherry, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you so much, Rick. Happy to have you. All right, so we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about really why you hire poorly, and then we're going to help you build a structure on uh, how to build a strategic plan. So let's talk a little bit about, just to set things up, the problems with reactive hiring process, which is what most people do. Yes. You know, they have been doing it that way for a very long time. It's For seemed, thousands of years. It seems that way, as yeah. long as I've been doing this right? work. But it's, the Romans invented it. Exactly. Now, why hasn't recruiting changed? It really hasn't changed in a very long time. And I think there's a huge educational component that's not really there. Yes, yes. Uh, the, also, the other thing that I've observed over the years is that it takes more work to step back and pause and think about, well, what is the work that needs to get done in, by filling this position? And, and there's not a lot of ROI in it. No. But there really is. Yes, we would like to think that if they would invest that front-end time in thinking about the work and the deliverables, that it would change the recruiting process. Well, and sure. also they'd save a lot of time and money and probably yes. increase revenue in the back end. Yes. Really, the main problem is you're too transactional. Absolutely. And I think as a result, what ends up happening is that companies pay too much for people. I think you get a, um, a situation where people take jobs because they want the paycheck. Mm -hmm. And the latest statistics that just came out that we both just read before the show, which right. was in the next 12 months, 67% of people who are making over $100,000 a year plan on changing jobs yeah. in the next 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think that your star player is sitting there happy and, and committed, think twice. It's yeah. possible they are going to get a call or two or three a week for <laughs> other <day>. opportunities <laughs> in this job market. And so it's an ongoing uh, commitment to a conversation with your talent. You got to get people drawn into your mission. People want to be there right. for reasons other than right. salary, but this comp has right. to be on par too. Right. Companies work in a reactive mode. So we're going to try and get you away from that. And really setting mm -hmm. up the groundwork and the framework in the very beginning is really important. Yes. Why? Wouldn't you rather be planning ahead and thinking about what your business needs to excel and achieve its goals rather than scurrying around in, in react mode because you're, you just realize somebody is walking out the door? You know, this concept of forecasting 
for talent has been around a long time. And we do that in finance and we do that in operational reviews. And But why don't we do that on the people side of the business? Thank I know you. you spend the time doing your finances. Right. Absolutely. So, and even in, I've found some of my CEO friends with, do an exceptional job in operational planning budgets and sometimes strategic plans, but the people side of that conversation is so skinny and really it needs equal weighting with how are we going to execute on a particular new initiative if we haven't thought through the talent component. So think through your talent component. <laughs> that's, that's the message for today. Yes. All right, let's lay the groundwork for a strategic plan. When you and I talked earlier, you have kind of five point mm-hmm. scenario. So let's Let's dive into that because I think that's where I want to spend the bulk of our conversation today. Okay. Tell me a little bit about how you approach it. Well, the, our clients will call and say, we're, oh. s- yes, they will call. <laughs> we have people and, leaving. And we have people leaving and we don't have a, a, a thoughtful approach to creating an internal engine. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll use the word engine or capability. Can you come help us figure out what might work for the next 18 months because we uh, anticipate significant change over the next 12 to 18 months. So the first conversation we have with the leaders of of the company is around their value agenda. Now, they're really good at strategic planning. I mean, we've been talking about strategic planning a long time. So when you talk about value agenda, you're talking about their core company values? Well, not really. I'm talking about the, uh, the drivers in the business that will allow them to succeed as an organization in the next 12 to 18 months. Got it. So a CEO might say, well, for me to be successful, I've got to get a uh, not only a sales organization intact, but I need a service model that's going to really serve our new customers and compete. But doesn't it go a little deeper than that? Sometimes you have to go back to the company values to understand it, or is that part of the cultural piece? The cult, Yes. Part of it, we will want to talk about the values of the okay. company and the culture and the behaviors that you want to embrace in your company. But I think the first mm-hmm. conversation, because our CEOs are very, uh, they're driven for impact and yeah. performance. So tell me, what is the perf- what are the performance drivers that will add value in your business this year? And they, And sometimes they'll say, it's about innovation. I have to compete with companies that are innovating ahead of me, or uh, I don't have an online ca- a delivery service. <laughs> because somebody's going to end up disrupting They're, them. Disrupting them. Yeah. It could be that. Um, it Eating could be, lunch. Yeah, exactly. It could be that I don't have the right um, brain power behind a new uh, business entity that we just purchased. And we need to get the most value we can out of the business. So we're looking at primarily like mid-sized companies. Yeah. So smaller companies... Uh, let's say somebody's a startup and they're fairly small. Maybe they just got funding. Are they going to be concerned with their value agenda? Yes, I think so, because they're probably in growth mode and it's aggressive and they have... They better be in growth mode. They have a lot of priorities. That's the problem. <laughs> when I talk to to leaders about what's hot on the... What's driving growth in your company? Oh, well, we've got 15 initiatives that are going to drive growth. Well, trying to get them to scale back to what's the one or two most critical that will be your big bets for product. the next 12 months. That's I. E. product development. Right. That's the conversation okay. I would like to have with them because that will translate into their talent, their talent requirements for the next 12 months. Okay. So you're looking for what's the source of the value in the business. Yes, okay. absolutely. And where do you look for that? Or where should our audience be looking for the source? Well, I think it starts with the CEO and their vision 
for the company or the leadership team or the leadership team. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the leadership team needs to be lined up with the same vision and the same commitment to the driver is to expand in new markets and and expand our product line. Or the, the mission for the next 12 months is to reinforce our operations and get digital, <laughs> move into the digital space. But everybody in the, on the leadership team needs to agree, this is the direction we're headed. If, if we're going north, everybody needs to agree we're going north. And you really have to take the time to make sure everybody's on board with that. Yes. Not just yeah. the other leadership, but really all the teams. Yeah. I found such uh, so interesting when you sit down with various leaders one-on-one to tr- uncover what they believe the value drivers are. Mm-hmm. You, could, you do get a variety of answers. Yeah, it's, totally all over the place. Everyone's right? over the... Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so we start with help getting an understanding of where they see the important drivers. And, and the time frame is another important element of this. So if they see expanding into online sales is a, is a critical capability and a, dra- a driver for their value, do you see that happening in six months, Mr. CEO, Miss CEO? Do you see that happening in 12 months? What's the time frame and the urgency factor? And we see that varies also. Okay. So this is something that even as a small company, they they need to sit down together and define their value yes. agenda. That's the first step. Yeah. Yeah. Step number one in this amazing strategic <laughs> plan. All right. So if you're just joining us now on the live streamer podcast, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. And our guest is Sherry Benjamin. Sherry is the president of S. Benjamins and Company. And we're talking about creating a solid strategic hiring plan. All right. So what would step two be? This is all about leadership. So okay. we have defined what the value priorities, you know, how are we going to build value, build uh, profitability, if, it, if you will, or revenue in our company? What's going to drive that? Now, who are the people behind that, those initiatives? And do you have the right people? Are they the right people? Um, are they in the right uh, positions? So do you have the right people in the highest impact roles with the proper credentials, experience, mindset, will they be able to deliver in the time frame that you've set? That's another really important. So the factor. people that you do have, are they right. going to be able to deliver? Right. How do you know? If they've been there and you've had specific deliverables that they've missed or that you don't believe they have the same vision you have for the direction you're headed, it's time to have an honest conversation about. Are this you is also a really good time to think about promotions and moving people up through the ranks that yes. can bite off more than yes. they're doing right now, especially with retention yeah. being the issue. Yeah. I find that most people want to leave because there's a lack of growth. Yeah, exactly. So you've probably seen um, job position descriptions that list 15, yeah, they're awful. Yeah, that lists 10 to 15 criteria requirements for somebody to be able to do the following 15 things. I call them wish list. The wish list. Okay, great. Well, I think in the future, to be more strategic, what if we had someone who could do 50% of that list and grow that that person in your company to do the to do the remaining 50%. That's absolutely the way that, that you're yeah. going to grow your people and you're going to keep your people yeah. engaged. Yeah. Because if somebody's doing the same job they've already yeah. done, I see 
a lot of times, I don't know if you see it in your business, mm-hmm. where, where companies will be looking for a director or a VP. And they want somebody who's come in, who's already mm-hmm. done that, right. and they wanted <laughs> to repeat it. Right. So why would somebody want to do that? I wouldn't want to. It would, just, yeah. it would be boring. Yeah. So you want somebody who's hungry, who yeah. hasn't really bit off that whole exactly. piece of the sandwich and wants the rest. Exactly. So in another podcast, we can talk about how do you assess talent. <laughs> but for now, let's just say... I love how you just took ownership there. <laughs> let's just say the CEO has a sense that this might be the person to do some other initiative in the company and then make the decision and move them over, move them somewhere else, if if that's the reality, and put them in a, a position of success. Bring in somebody who you believe can meet the time demand for your for your driving initiative or certainly the skill. And make so that's it, our leadership agenda, yeah, right? Okay. Absolutely. Piece three would be what? Well, let's look at the strategic priorities. So I talk to executives um, almost every week who say, I have so many initiatives. I have, the plates are so full. And it's not just three things I'm focusing on. It's 30 things I'm sure. focusing on. So what I'm asking when I meet with our clients uh, at this stage of a, a talent assessment and a, building a plan, what's the hottest priority that will give you the greatest lift, the, the greatest success in the most important things in your business? So are there one, is there one thing that you know is the big bet? that you have to achieve this year. Let's focus the people and the resources around that. Or if it's three, but not 30. And so that's what I mean by strategic priorities. And do you have everybody on the leadership team agreeing on what those initiatives are so that you're not, your resources are not being pulled one way or another? To- well, you also have to have all those people committed. Right. Because they're not going to do that great of a job and you're going to miss deadlines if they aren't. Yeah. So... That is a All conversation right. that is hap- happens at the executive team level. Are we marching? Isn't that in? a company wide? Well, in, it, in a way, yes, it's definitely. I mean, are we marching to the right priorities? Is this what's going to build the value we expect and the bottom line results that we anticipate in this company? Or are we losing energy, losing resource? by focusing on the wrong and things. And I, I think the way that a lot of companies are evolving these days, mm-hmm. transparency is a big thing. And right. so this is, can be right. something that can be right. prioritized or dealt with in on yeah. all hands, meaning where people can yeah. contribute. And they shift, by the way. That's yeah. another thing. I mean, with things changing at the pace of changing. Well, you got to pivot. Pivot to the right uh, efforts and the right initiatives, but um, be clear about when you're going to do that and where, where you need people lined up to support it. All right. So that's strategic priorities. Right. Number four. Well, I think it's about culture and you could call it um, managing energy, managing culture. Managing chi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, your organization decides what the culture is going to be. Really? I think leadership determines it. I, I don't culture. think so. I don't think so. Really? I think leadership it usually comes from the top down. Well, the, the top will say, here's how we will succeed. In my vision, here's how we will succeed. And if the employ the workers, let me use the word workers, if they say, yes, I totally get, get that and I believe that as well, then they will, in fact, build a culture that lines up with the vision of the CEO. But if the CEO says, here's what I think our operating behaviors should be, and the workers don't agree, they will go rogue. 
They will not, they, they themselves will decide, and that doesn't fit my values. Yeah, you know what I find, though, that usually a CEO, if you've got a really domineering CEO, yes. that destroys culture. Yes. I mean, so you, I think you've got yeah. a bunch of different elements that yeah. are there. If you have a weak CEO, then yeah. yes, I can see how everybody can go rogue. But I've yeah. seen more CEOs that run culture. Yeah. They think they have a culture, mm-hmm. and it's totally different than what their culture is. Yeah. You have been to meetings where you're talking about culture potentially, or great behaviors, good behaviors, especially when you're onboarding people. And then everybody leaves the room, and they have different conversations with each other about what the behavior should be. That is not that. Or they have different conversations with you right, when, right. The, when the leaders have right. left the room. Right. Okay, let me tell you about this culture, because yeah. it's yeah. terrible. I've gotten that quite a few times. So I think culture has to be a a part of the talent plan. And in the past, or what I've observed is it's separated. But I really think it has to be a part of the acquisition of talent because what do we respect in behaviors in this company? And how will we sell that to someone new who doesn't have to come work for you today because they have lots of opportunities? So what is it about the culture that, that lines up with how they see themselves and can be their best person at work. I would say that you have to hire people that are in alignment with what your culture is. Their values have to be the same. I mean, there are plenty of companies that are out there where Mm -hmm. the culture is terrible and toxic and backstabbing, but they're very successful. Yeah. Yeah. But those people who go into those environments, Mm -hmm. that's what they're expecting and that's what they get. And they do well there. A real simple example of how it could could get you um, in trouble is... The CEO says, we're going to invest in developing talent. And then if somebody comes on board, a manager comes and joins your company and says, "Um, my CEO said, we're going to invest in talent. But frankly, I've decided now that I'm here that for those positions that um, we're going to look for only 50% of the capability, I'm not going to do that. I'm looking for 100%. So I don't really, I see what he or she is saying, but I'm going to make my own decision about how much I want to develop my talent. Oh, that guy gets a smack down right there. <laughs> that happens. <clears throat> I know. So that's the conversation we need to have about building a talent plan. So the winning culture we're talking about is really the culture that's congruent with who your company is. Right. And if you're building a new company, you want to make it as positive and, right. and you want to give yourself as much of a chance of mm-hmm. attracting the right talent as possible, yeah. which you're not going to do. Established companies, they don't really mind. And you want the message and the experience on the outside to be lined up and match the experience on the inside. Because we know candidates are talking to other people that work there. They're getting the pulse of what's it like to really work there. Is it something that would fit for me? They're going to do that. Or they're talking to us. <laughs> right. And so Candidates what, talk to us a lot. So you want that to be authentically lined up and, yeah. and not a question mark. Well, just that whole piece of development, I think that's what people want. They yeah. want you to listen. Right. They want to be developed. And they want to feel like you care about them. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you get people to stay. Yeah. It's really, really simple. The other thing about culture that I wanted to add was energy. So you have you moved in, worked with a company where you're sitting with the management team and you can sense there's somebody in the room that just has negative energy or the energy that they bring to the table for conversation just kills the energy of everybody else in the room. Yeah. So we say to, we ask our, um, our clients, do you have someone zapping the energy out of the, sucking the energy out of the room? And if you do, move them out or somewhere else, but not in the key leadership roles that are going to drive 
the value to your for your business. I used to work with a guy who used to say, you're either a fountain or a drain. <laughs> yeah, I love right? that. You're either spewing out energy or right. you're sucking it away. Right. And so I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, you can have one bad leader who's... Yeah. And you really have to be honest and start thinking about mm-hmm. whether or not you want need to replace yeah. that person, yeah. especially if it's a key leader, because people do start to check out. Yeah. All right. And then the final piece. Well, it's the roadmap. So um, now that you've had a conversation with your leadership team about the truth, <laughs> what are we trying to accomplish? Are we strategically lined up as a team? Do we have the right energy to get this done in the time frame? Let's put it down, and I call it a roadmap. You could call it an action map, but what are we going to get done? You know, this is kind of the intersection between strategy and executions, sometimes fades. This is the time for you to say, what am I going to commit to in the next 30 days? Who's going to own it? How are we going to measure it? And that's the roadmap. So defining what changes need to be done, Absolutely. taken first, and yeah. then yeah. taking action on them. And I would like to vote for you, uh, CEO, to consider small wins in the early stage make a big difference. So get a couple of hires under your yeah. belt, but more specifically, actually implement some of the changes right. that you need right. for your company to be successful. Yeah. I would add one thing, too. Um, on the roadmap, you should mm-hmm. include a pipeline. Yes. Where you start building a database or mm-hmm. a pipeline of people right. that you want to start developing relationships with for John's replacement mm-hmm. way before. Because if they know yeah. who you are and you're already familiar with them, then you can just reach out with yeah. a phone call and say, hey, that would save you so yeah. much time in a retained Absolutely. search or something to that effect. God, I just killed my business. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe that CEOs should and COOs should say to their management team, it's your job every month to keep a short list of the top three talent people you meet in this community that you believe could add value to our business over the next two to three years. That's your job. I like to build in performance metrics for when you do start reaching out to people Mm -hmm. for what you're expecting them to do in their first 90 days Mm -hmm. to 180 days to even a year. Because if people know what to expect, then they can outperform. Absolutely. Well, shoot. We are just about out of time for today's show, Sherry. God, it goes by so fast, doesn't it? It does. Thanks again for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, um, I'm sure that uh, some of our listeners might want to reach in and get help with the strategic plan. How do they reach you? You can get me at Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, at sbcompany.net. Look me up on LinkedIn, and uh, I will get back to you right away. And you can give her a ring and ding, and she'll help you out. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. All right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our new creative director, Ayla Gerard, and our producers, Andrea Ballin and Shanti Ryle. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review, especially this episode, because Sherry wants all the reviews that she can get. Thank you. (laughs) We need your feedback, though, to continue making the content uh, educational for you. You can join our community at Hire, that's H-I-R-E. We're not a religious show anymore. Well, we never really were, but Power, P-O-W-E-R, radio.com. And you can follow us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. You can follow me as well on Twitter at Rick underscore Gerard. Tune in next week as our guest is going to be Brennan German. He is the president of Bright Talent Resources. Sherry knows him. (laughs) I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.